You're listening to Security Speaking, the SSI podcast. and welcome to another edition of SSI Security Speaking. I'm your host, Web and Senior Editor Steve Karanzalidis. Today we'll be talking to North Carolina-based integrator Mad Dog Security about what makes its business tick, trends in the industry, and much more. Our guests today, for today are managing partner Mark DiPietro. How are you doing, Mark? Doing great, Steve. Looking forward to it. Great. We also have Marketing Director Michelle Ferlato. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing well, thank you. All right, and last but not least, we have service manager Mike O'Dowd. How's it going, Mike? Doing great. Good to be here. All right, thanks for thanks for the time, guys. Let's uh, let's dive on in. So, Mad Dog Security, talk to talk to me a little bit about the history of the company, uh, how it was founded. Give me the the how, when, where, and why. So. Uh, I guess kind of an interesting story. I had a, a company previously, uh, and in that particular company back in the early 2000s before the last uh, crash, um, my partner at the time used to just call me Mad Dog, and he had said, you know what, that should be our security name. Well, we didn't do it with that, with that company, but in the second iteration back in 2010 when we started back up, uh, that that's where the name came from. We also had found that um, the kind of the dog symbol, growling dog, uh, went well for the uh, for the yard signs. So <clears throat> gave a little bit more of a security type feel, if you will. Mad Dog is actually a spinoff of an AV company, right? Exactly correct. Yeah. So I, I manage uh, Sound Vision. Uh, and we started back in August of 2010, and Mad Dog Security is the security arm of SoundVision. I'm sure we'll get into how and why we, we did it that way, because there is a pretty interesting story to that, although it's got a little bit of back content to it. So, yes, it is the security arm for our audio, video, and automation company. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead? Let's let's uh, let's dive on in there. What what made you guys want to branch off into security, and what kind of um, challenges did you encounter uh, in the process, and how did you how did you tackle them? Well, this goes back uh, a good ways. So uh, I've been in the the industry since 1986, in some form or fashion, since I got out of high school. And when I many different iterations, I was a rep and all kinds of different things, but when I settled uh, back in North Carolina, uh, I went to work for a, uh, a national builder, and I was a, a sales rep for national builder. And we, we started doing audio-video inside when they were building models. Uh, and at the time, we, were, we started picking up a lot of work, and, and the builder was like, hey, you know, we, we've got a security contract, and it's kind of not cutting the mustard, and so would you want to do that? I said, sure, I don't I was involved in doing that, but okay. This was around 98, 99. Uh, went out on my own from that builder and, and started my original company, uh, which was Custom Home Integrations, which fast forward to 2008 <clears throat> when, when the first crash happened and 
I went through a, a lot of personal turmoil. I went through um, losing the business for all kinds of, of different things. I don't know if you want to go like in depth into that. We can, but whatnot. One of the things that I found out at the time was the value of the contracts, the security contracts. And so I went to sell those to a company out of California to get dollars to basically get myself out of debt from the other business. And when I did that, I realized how challenging that was because the contracts were baked into that business. So as opposed to having an independent company uh, that you could, you could spin off or you could do whatever you wished with that company, uh, it was very, very challenging. Uh, it worked out, but it, it wasn't without a tremendous amount of pain. So as, as far as how, it, why and how, it was really because this, this national builder needed a partner that was reliable. Uh, and so that's where, that's where it started. And then over the next couple of years, or the last couple of years, excuse me, we've been more exclusively dealing with larger residences, um, larger commercial facilities. So while we don't do a ton in raw numbers, uh, our clients are, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, pretty – on a, on a, on a kind of on a larger scale, um, high net worth folks, famous people, uh, large and large businesses, that kind of stuff. So you guys are a mix of both both commercial and residential security. We are now. We don't do fire alarms. Our, ours is only burglar, but we we do have a mixture of commercial. We do a number of car washes, for example. We do a, a national trucking company. Um, we have, uh, uh, some various commercial, uh, places that we work in. And then again, the, the lion's share of it is larger residential residences and, and, and you know, and, and that kind of thing. Cool. And, and what year was, was, um, Mad Dog founded? Uh, August of 2010. And how many employees did you guys start off with? <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, it was it was actually it was actually me and one other gentleman uh, that didn't work for me. We had uh, we had partnered uh, for years. He had actually worked for me in, in my old business, and so we we kind of branched out on our own for a little while. And then Mike, uh, our service manager, uh, came along. Mike, when did you come back? Uh, I, I joined in, in 2013 as a subcontractor. Okay. So it was a little, yeah. yeah so it was I, a little longer than I thought, but yeah. What has company growth been like, in, uh, over that time? Uh, it's, it's been tremendous now as far as security, again, from a percentage standpoint, year over year. Uh, we're in the, the multi-hundred percent growth, but the, the sheer numbers aren't that large. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at it as a whole and you, comp- uh, you um, co-mingle that with, with Sound Vision, um, it's been a kind of a stratospheric rise as far as uh, both dollars, revenue, and then also uh, employees. 
Uh, we're up to 18 folks. Uh, we hired two people the other day, so we're at 18 folks from from just me and one other one other guy back then. Uh, so uh, yes, it's been grown pretty pretty aggressively with a pretty strong growth plan going forward over the next few years as well. That's great. Can you can you discuss that uh, growth plan a, a little bit? <laughs> yes, yes, I can. So we we have a goal for nine years from now uh, to reach the ten million dollar plateau. We are uh, on pace to do that. Um, we have uh, we've just uh, signed and closed on an experience center facility uh, that should be uh, we should be in and, and demonstrating not only uh, kind of the newer security. Um, Offerings, but but also all the AV lighting design, shades, that sort of thing should be in there in the second quarter of this year. Uh, we have we've segregated all of our um, jobs, so we're a little bit. I, I shouldn't say we're we're unique because we're not unique, but mm-hmm. we have dedicated folks in each role. Meaning, uh, we have guys that are just design and sales. We have a service team, dedicated service team. We have dedicated operations. Uh, we have uh, our, our uh, technicians are just technicians. They don't run service as well. They're almost almost exclusively, um, uh, as well as uh, we have a financial arm uh, as well. So we've really we've structured it in such a way that we can scale both independently for our own, and we also have uh, documentation processes on all those things so that we have the opportunity potentially to scale, whether that's with uh, an influx of capital from somebody like an angel investor or VC or whatever, or whether that's something that we think to franchise down the road or, or something. We're, we're trying to create different ways to grow uh, a, a scalable and sustainable business. And that target, again, is in that nine-year uh, window. Now, um, going back to uh, recruiting talent, so obviously that's that's a major um, challenge in the security industry. How, how have you guys addressed that area? I would I can go on about that. Michelle, uh, who's on the call, has done a tremendous job in recruiting talent from a bunch of different ways. Some are conventional, some are a little bit unconventional. Uh, would, Michelle, would you like to jump in and talk sure. about that? Sure. So we approach uh, procuring talent in many different ways. Uh, We have in the past uh, offered an internal referral program for our team to bring on uh, new talent and, you know, be incentivized to do so. If they know somebody who is looking for work and it turns into a successful hire, then we incentivize them to do that. Uh, other methods we use are, uh, you know, online um, job placement services that are, you know, national companies. We've also done some work through the chamber and we're on their jobs website as well. And a lot of who you know in the industry already um uh, recruiting from our local vendors who see the technicians come in all the time and it's a little bit unorthodox to ask them if anybody's looking but we've offered to incentivize them as well if it does turn into a successful hire 
um, some of the positive results we've had is we had two uh, employees come on from another company, not at the same time, but one after the other. And they have remained in place, you know, uh, for quite a bit. It's, I want to say two years now. We have some other team members that know each other. And so the relationships are already there and established. It makes it for an easier transition. And as far as training goes, uh, they it's easier for them to almost get a grip on what they're doing when they are being trained by somebody that they know and is familiar with. And it's, there's not that additional social roadblock that they have to get through to feel comfortable. Um, it's easier to mentor somebody that, you know, and we are constantly looking uh, for new talent and I'm shameless. If somebody comes into the office uh, to do a service appointment here, I will, and they are a pretty decent service technician. I've done this as well. I will, pretty much spot interview them without them really understanding what I'm doing and then give them my card and uh, tell them, you know, if they're ever looking to give me a call. And um, I've certainly made some contacts that way. It's It's been successful if I'm out and about and I see somebody who just kind of demonstrates really good customer service or seems like they would be a good culture fit for us, I'll give them my card and follow up. And we actually recently did that with one of our newest designers that we brought on. So talent is, where we can find it and we're definitely looking for more than just the technical skill set we're also looking for a culture fit which is extremely important to us and actually that i'm glad you brought that up michelle there at the end because that was the unconventional uh thing i was i was referring to steve where i learned this years ago when i was actually working for the home builder our sales manager had gone to like a nice steakhouse and the 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 server at the steakhouse did a great job and, and he ended up hiring her and she was a great new home salesperson. And so I learned from, from that, that, you know, just keep in your, everybody uses ZipRecruiter and Indeed and, you know, going to, you know, you're obviously poaching from a competitor or whatever, but the, the unconventional way is just, Hey, if you're out and about, uh, you know, and you're buying furniture or you're, you know, whatever at a restaurant or like Michelle said, if someone actually comes to you, um, we've, we've not tried, especially with technicians, we haven't tried to pigeonhole only security or audio video technicians. We said, Hey, who's good with their hands? Who likes, you know, who's good in front of people? Um, we could train them if they're trainable. So that's, that's what we've been doing. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, in an industry like this where it's so hard to find talent, you definitely you definitely need to get creative, and that sounds like what you guys are doing. You've, you've found success. Congratulations. Thanks. So um, before we move on to, to more product-based and kind of generic questions, um, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, when it comes to what sets you apart from competitors, obviously Sound Vision gives you a big advantage. Um, how do you use, um, I guess, how do you use Sound Vision to, to, I guess, help or promote Mad Dog? Um, you know, because someone you go in for a security job and someone says, you know, I just want your basic alarm system. You know, how do you upsell them to? Oh, well, we also do AV or vice versa when you go in for an AV job and try to sell security. That's that's pretty easy. The the big thing that we have found over the years 
is that one-stop shop mentality, one phone call. So if somebody is only searching for one of those things, whether it's just a security system, we're not banging doors and doing, you know, door hanger kind of things. That that's not our that's not our model. <clears throat> Same with AV. If if somebody just wants to hang a television, for example, that's not our model. Uh, and so right. we we do say no to to projects. And I know some of your questions were, give us a garden variety project and that sort of thing. So we'll get to that. But we're looking for projects where we're selling multiple um, disciplines, if you will. Uh, a security system with an audio video system is an easy one to, to kind of do, but we do a lot of automation too. And so leveraging the power of the automation, Hey, when a door opens, do this, or Hey, when, the, when you walk in a room, use the motion detector to do this, uh, that kind of thing. That's, that's really our niche. That's our market. So if it's, if it's one discipline, we don't really, it's not as big a, big a thing when it's multiple, that's where we get involved. If I could chime in, part of what makes us a little bit different than our competitors is that Sound Vision has a dedicated service department uh, that Mike O'Dowd runs for us, and he does an amazing job. And, you know, it, in part to his credit, he's done so well with it that when we are sending out marketing efforts uh, for service to, for annual service, tune-ups or what have you, um, Customers don't always know, you know, that we offer security products or he may be going out on a security service call and he's able to uh, turn those service calls into sales opportunities. And it has definitely made a difference in us being able to integrate the two together. So um, look, we can't we can't go on any further before we need to address uh, the sort of elephant in the room. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. so. Can you talk a little bit about how COVID-19 has impacted Mad Dog, its, its personnel and customers, what types of challenges you guys are facing, and, um, you know, how you're trying to overcome all of this? So, you know, it, it clearly was uh, back in March and April of last year. It's last year now, by the way. Uh, th- thankfully, uh, it was, it was uh, there was a lot of apprehension. There was a lot of fear. We didn't know. Nobody even knew what... Um, what being deemed essential meant, like no one ever heard of that before. Uh, and so we were very unsure at the time. And so we took some, some steps back then. Uh, one of the things, having gone through the 2008 to 2010 crash that I learned was, was to be more prepared, both financially and with a plan. And so this, this time we did. Uh, we, I'm also in a group of like-minded integrators across the country. We've been together for like 40 years. And we meet virtually every month, uh, and we, we talk about different strategies and things. So, so we kind of together came up with, with some early plans before, again, all the, all the known things now even existed. Um, knock on wood, and, and I guess fortunate for our industry, we were deemed essential. And with offerings like security devices with or security systems, um, in, uh, uh, network systems, video conferencing, Zoom, all that sort of thing, uh, we actually grew a pretty good bit. It turned out to be, from a business standpoint, a very strong year because the things that we were offering, the, the businesses that we were in, are all of a sudden even heightened from what they were pre-COVID. Our teams 
clearly uh, uh, adhere to all the guidelines uh, that are out there. I mean, when you walk into our facility, the very first thing that we do, we have the, the temperature check and we have the, uh, the sign-in sheet that has all the relevant questions that you need to, to do. All the guys wear masks uh, and, uh, and booties uh, inside of um, facilities or homes. Uh, they carry with them little belt clips with, with hand sanitizers with extra on all the vans. So uh, we're taking the precautions that are required and that are necessary. Um, and while it was, it was different and it was certainly a challenge internally in the beginning, now it's just kind of become commonplace and hopefully it doesn't last for much longer, but we're, we're comfortable with what they are now and, and the guys are, are making sure that they're not only keeping the customer safe, but keeping themselves safe as well. Yeah, something it seems like a lot of integrators are saying is they're actually surprised by um, they're surprised by how few customers they lost, or surprised by how successful they've been this year. Um, when it come, did, did you have any issues with customers that said they couldn't they couldn't um, afford their security anymore, or did you have to do anything? Did you come up with any like special payment plans or anything like that? You know, well, actually, the interesting thing I mentioned earlier that when you were talking about commercial and, and residential customers, we have a, I said we, we do a national trucking company, and we've done number, numerous projects with them over the years. And they were the, the one customer that cut all spending, like, immediately. We had a had about $10,000, $12,000 job, um, and, and they got cut. We're doing that job next week. So <laughs> it's pretty kind of interesting or this week. Uh, so, so that actually came back. Believe it or not, the larger challenge, to answer your question directly, we have not had to do anything special by way of financing or uh, we, we certainly have had to, sh- to shuffle scheduling. But the bigger challenge has actually been product availability. Believe it or not, it's been, you know, being able to get product. We've shuffled more of our schedule because of that. Than we than we have because of customer concerns or customers pulling out or anything like or on that. I mean, I'm not saying we haven't lost any, but it's far and away more. When can we get product to do the jobs than it is customer uh, fears. Right. So uh, speaking of products, let's delve on into uh, Mad Dog's offerings. Um, talk a little bit about uh, vendor relationships and. You know, which what's what's important to you when considering a supplier? Uh, our suppliers, I, I would say that our relationships with all of our vendors are excellent. Uh, we're, I mean, knock on wood, um, we, we pay our bills on time, which is I'm sure their number one thing. But <laughs> uh, but maybe just behind that is we really value our relationships with our vendors. Uh, we talk a lot about in inside that we want to be a value add to them too. So if they have something that they want to beta test, we're there. Um, if if um, we, we're in Charlotte or, or just north of Charlotte and Mooresville, Lake Norman area, and so we're very near SNAP, uh, SNAP AV, and they had, a, they had an issue one time with a, a, a network switch and Dish Network. And I had the network switch and Dish Network in my house so I had two engineers come up to my house in my kitchen, and they're like, you know, doing the test work. So we 
we try to go very deep with our suppliers and not so wide so that we're valuable to them. But we also try to provide that value out of, hey, if we can do something for you, if you want to send a guy here and we go in the field and test something out, no problem. Um, we've done that in the past in a lot of instances. Nice. So, you know, recurring revenue is so important in the, in the security industry, and especially in, in times like this when there's a pandemic going on. So what role does RMR play with your company? <laughs> it's like one of my buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> what, what doesn't it play in our company is probably more, more appropriate. So <laughs> you know, RMR is enormous uh, in our world, uh, and we have goals that are structured around exclusively RMR. Uh, Michelle, so we, we have two primary uh, uh, methods of RMR. Obviously, there's security monitoring. That's that's number one. And then uh, number two is our service memberships that we sell. And uh, Michelle was alluding to Mike and his team uh, of our service team and um, that we, we actually run a, a profit and loss specifically on service. And they have been uh, profitable every quarter that we've had them uh, on their own. Uh, and that is that is based on revenue they generate in RMR. So we are constantly uh, spiffing our guys for selling either a security monitoring contract or a service membership. We are constantly uh, going through those and trying to figure out what can we add, what more can we do to make those more valuable. So they're not only generating revenue for us, obviously, but they're also uh, limiting attrition and, and getting more of a kind of a sticky touch with the customer uh, so that there's value on their end. Kind of think of, if, if you're familiar with, or your, your readers are familiar with Nest, and you get the Nest report every month in your email, we're trying to do the same thing. So one of the things we do specific to security, uh, Mike and, and Paul, our service folks, uh, every morning get our monitoring reports, 5.07 in the morning, and they go through every single one of them every day. And if there is a customer, if there's, you know, the, the Jones let the dog out at 2 in the morning, uh, and, and the alarm, well, of course, we don't know they let the dog out, but the alarm went off, then we'll send a, a proactive email that says, hey, it's like your security went off last night. Is everything okay? Anything you, we can do on our end? Just wanted to let you know we're, you know, we, we're following up just to make sure everything's all right. And we do that in a couple different areas that are associated with RMR, but from from a security standpoint, uh, that one stands out. And uh, you know, these days DIY it's it's such a such a fast rising you know area. Do you guys offer any DIY products or do it for me offerings? Not in the not in the security side. Now we are Google Nest dealers. So by mm-hmm. definition, you have Google Home, you've got uh, the, their, their network, their mesh network uh, system, you've got the Nest thermostat, which I would probably not put in the DIY category, although I think Nest would, but um, that's, that's a little scary, installing your own thermostat uh, and what you may, what, what problems could arise from doing that, uh, the, the Nest hellos, that sort of thing. So we do sell those products. We don't retail sell those products on their own like you would right. if you went to a home improvement store, but we do sell them as part of incorporated systems, yes. So um, 
penning kind of some some more uh, general questions about the the industry. Uh, what do you see as some of the top technology-based opportunities today, and what are some ways that integrators can sell those technologies? Uh, top technologies. Uh, I guess every man, everything's moving so fast. I, I, this, I don't know this is the best answer, but I think that the, the top thing that I would say would be networks. Uh, it's, it's, um, clearly, everybody in our industry uh, knows that everything rides on the network, and the quality of the network is, is absolutely critical. If you're talking about security, that's both the, the network and Wi-Fi. It's also the cellular network that you might have your digital communicator uh, you know, talking on. But that backbone is has gotten so crazy important, whether that's television, whether that's automation, whether that's security. And then on top of that, you've got the added uh, the added complexity that cybersecurity comes into play. Uh, if you've got cameras or, if, or anything, frankly, uh, you know, just your computer uh, data. So I would say that, that that's the, the most um, meat and potatoes one. Now, if you're talking about like just cool stuff, I mean, there's there's so many cool things. Uh, whether it's um, we, we've done a, a room recently where we did uh, kind of uh, two projectors with golf simulator and theaters. We've done all kinds of motorized uh, TVs out by pools, and just just there's so many cool things out there that really just take what we do on a baseline installing a TV, for example, and taking it to the next level. Uh, the way automation now can work, both on a DIY level and on a pro level, uh, is incredible. I mean, I, in, in my home, you know, voice control and not even better than voice control, no control. You walk in a room and you've got your, your motion detector or you open a door and your door contact is creating an entire series of events. It's not just turning on one light or you know, turning on music, but it's doing all kinds of things based on the way you live. And that, that's the thing that jazzes me the most uh, about what we do. And security is clearly the backbone of that. Well said. So when it comes to retaining customers, give me your three golden rules. So our golden rules, one is the golden rule. Uh, we, we have that as... Is a definite um, way that we run our business. So we are, whatever we tell people we're going to do, we do everything breaking our back to do it. Uh, the second one would be being proactive and not reactive. So we, we haven't spent a ton of time on service, and that's going to be the third one, by the way. But the again, things like when a security system has been triggered overnight or if there's a late to test, we're on that. Like we're the next day, the, as soon as we get the report, we're on it. We do the same thing with folks networks. Uh, we do the same thing with, we monitor a lot of different services in folks homes. Uh, and so that is being proactive for them. We even go as far as to, in a number of our customers homes, let's say they have time Warner cable or spectrum. Now um, we'll be on their account so if there's an issue, they don't even have to call in. We can do it for them. 
So we're very proactive for our customers. And then third, and I wouldn't, I don't want to call it the biggest. I think they're all equal. Third is service. Uh, a few years ago, probably five years ago, every you know the, the buzzword was make things simpler. Uh, and and how how am I going to get serviced after we're done with all this? And so we really took those things to heart. We had focus group meetings with some of our customers, our key customers, learned what do they really want, and we provided and produced the service memberships where we provide same and next day service for our customers that that pay for those memberships. Uh, it comes at a cost, but. Um, we can literally guarantee same or next day cover, uh, same or next day. We respond to all service calls within an hour. Uh, so we're right on it. We recognize that, that is a huge buzzword. Uh, we just had a customer that we lost a $150,000 job three days ago, and we've had him. We, we're still servicing his other house, by the way. And he <laughs> called and he said, What do I have to do to get you to service this new house? Because the guy that I selected isn't doing it. And he literally called. He actually emailed Mike the other day, and we had to have a meeting. Like, do we actually want to service him? Because he knows the way that we we respond, because we're doing his other house and his business. Um, so those are the three things. The golden rule, we do what we say, uh, we're proactive, and our service. Well said. So I think the only way to – to wrap this up is to ask, and I'd like to hear from all three of you, uh, what do you what do you anticipate for the security industry in 2021 this upcoming year? I think I think it's really going through a change. I think the DIY security offerings are gonna, and I'll, I'll use the, the buzzword nowadays, it's gonna be a disruptor in the industry. I think that's a good thing because I think anything that brings, uh, you know, that, that brings the, the industry to the forefront and gets it in people's mind is good. Um, I also think that in our little world, that the ability to, to leverage security to do more with it, where it's not just a security system standalone, but yet it, it can interface with your thermostat and with your audio video system and with your voice control and all that kind of stuff. Is, is where the future is. Um, I'm sure the larger companies are going to just plug along and they're going to, you know, pop in security systems in all the townhomes everywhere. But that's where I think the, the, the change is going to come in the next year or two. And I'm going to have to speak for, uh, I can't speak for Michelle because she had to uh, leave. She had a, another appointment, but um, this is Mike. And I have uh, wanted to say that I think one of the things we're going to see more of is uh, remote serviceability. Uh, it's something we've been working on uh, with our AV side and our network side, but we think the opportunity to not have to go to somebody's house because of things like pandemics uh, are going to increase. Uh, we've had a little bit of that, but uh, with you know having to go to somebody's house and but not going in. Uh, or, you know, segregating us from the family. But just being able to uh, resolve basic problems from from here, we're already doing a lot of it, but I, I see it being more effective and more valuable in the coming year. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Um, well, as our time comes to a close, uh, Mark, Mike, is there anything else about Mad Dog you, you wanted to bring up? Uh, I, I just appreciate the opportunity of being in this forum. This is really exciting, and uh, and, and I appreciate you, Steve, and, and having us on. And if we could ever help anybody in your audience, if they, if they want more information or if they care to contact us and ask us how we do something, we, we're very uh, much uh, open to helping anybody. So they're welcome to, to visit our website, sbavnc.com. Email us at We appreciate your interest and encourage you to subscribe to Security Sales and Integration and its newsletters. Regularly visit securitysales.com for the latest news and follow SSI on social media.